Hey friends, welcome to Drink Sober Not Boring. My name is Era. I'm a former bartender and a current recovering alcoholic. Each week we'll be joined by a different guest from the non-alcoholic space. These remarkable individuals will bring their unique stories and perspectives, shedding light on a world beyond alcohol full of joy, growth, and endless possibilities. Together we'll navigate the challenges, celebrate our victories, and create a supportive community that thrives on compassion, understanding, and resilience. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed the episode, please consider leaving a review. It helps others looking for support find us more easily. But here's what matters most. If you know someone who's currently struggling, someone who could benefit from feeling less alone in their journey, I ask you to share this podcast. Okay, so this week we have Leah from South Sea in the United K here with us. Welcome, Leah. Hello. Hey there, adventure seekers. Are you ready to say yes to more excitement, laughter, and unforgettable memories? Well, buckle up because we've got something special for you. They made me say that. (laughs) It all started in 2020 when four friends realized life's too short to phone it in. They challenged themselves with ridiculously fun adventures, surprising each other at a moment's notice. And guess what? It was a blast. But here's the thing. As their friends saw what they were up to, everyone wanted in on the action. So they created books filled with these incredible adventures hidden behind scratch-offs. Pretty genius, right? Just like that, Project Yes was born. A group of friends saying yes to more adventure, more fun, more laughter, and all the beautiful things in life. These adventures are designed to bring partners, friends, and family together. Whether you want to juice up your life, have some serious fun, or create freaking awesome memories, Project Yes is here for you. So what are you waiting for? Join us on this incredible journey to say yes to way more stuff. Visit projectyes.co and use code DRINKSOBERNOTBORING for 10% off your first adventure book. Say yes to a life filled with unforgettable memories and moments. I dare you. You have an Instagram and I know that it's, I know that it's private or public. Uh, my it... sobriety Instagram is public. Uh, I have a, okay. I have a personal Instagram, which um, obviously is private just because, um, you know, some parts of my life I don't want to share. Um, and that's important yeah. to have some, some boundaries and some divide it's between. It's all about the boundaries. Know, what... Exactly. Espe- yeah. Especially in sobriety, I feel the more... The more sober I get, the longer I've been sober, the more I see the need for boundaries in other parts of my life. And um, it's just a way of kind of keeping yourself safe and healthy and mentally well. And I think that that's important, although hard. Mm. It's still like one of the most important things. Keep your mental health good so that you can keep your yeah and yourself as as someone well. who I like identifies as being someone in recovery and being someone who suffers from addiction, my brain is really spicy. And um, <laughs> that basically means that I have to be really careful with my own mental health and being kind to myself. So that's the reason that I keep the two very, very separate. Yeah, yeah. How did you find or create your your little space of the internet? How did that come about? Um, so I, w- I was sober for quite a long time before I created my Instagram. I um, did a lot of work privately, but also publicly to my own personal network. Um, I always tried to be very public about my sobriety because 
I was a very sneaky drunk. <laughs> um, I... I think we all had our moments. <laughs> we had to be, right? I mean, yeah. after a while. <laughs> I, was, I, I was really clever with it. So um, I, what I would do when I was in active addiction was to, um, I'd book people in two to three weeks in advance. Um, in, I'd have my diary and would go back and check to see when I had last seen someone so that they wouldn't be aware that every time I was going out, I was getting completely blackout drunk. Um, or that is so insane that level of management. Use drugs. That is yeah yeah control Real, freak like fully like you mentioned the earlier the definition now, I, i'm not calling her a control freak <laughs> before we recorded she called herself a control freak they're gonna think that i'm a bully um, no but but that's almost <laughs> an impressive level like that that dedication yeah. transferred to something that was healthy for you is going to create massive success so yeah, it was very like high functioning um alcoholic i held down a really good job um i yeah i i to the outsider um and to anybody who wasn't even people in my immediate circle to be honest had no idea how bad the issue was um and um yeah so i i was living in um i was living in a one of england's party cities brighton um where there isn't a lot else to do uh everybody everyone goes out everybody drinks heavily there's a lot of drug use in brighton um sorry brighton council but that's the reality of it if brighton council is listening thank you please subscribe <laughs> leave a comment if you liked it if you don't don't worry about it um yeah and it took um it took me to kind of move out of brighton um and move over to Hampshire, move over to the South Coast and really take a good hard look at what I was doing, um, how I was conducting myself, how I was living my life and the negative impact that my drinking was having on every aspect of my life, essentially. Um, it was because of being such a sneaky drunk um uh it was really important for me to be public with my immediate circle um and so i did my i told my my sort of nearest and dearest my uh, my partner at the time um my close really close friends and my immediate family i made them aware that i was doing my first 30 days and that i was going to try my hardest to to get clean, to get off of alcohol. And yeah, so um, uh, when I finished my, my first 30 days, I made a post on um, my, per my private Instagram um, and just said that I know that I've got a problem. And um, because of the way that I conducted myself when I was drinking, I think it's really important that I don't leave any secret dark little corner um, that it's really vital for me for the sake of my sobriety and also ultimately my survival that I am really serious about this and really public about it um, through being public. I um, had quite a few people get in touch with me and say, 
I think actually I might have a problem too. Can you, can you help me? Can you give me some advice? Can you do this? Can you do that? Um, and it was only after a certain amount of time had elapsed that I felt I was strong enough to go really public with it. Um, everything I've done in terms of my sobriety has been at my pace. Um, I, I'm very keen to push myself. Um, I'm very keen to have lots of experiences, but only at a pace that's comfortable to, for me. Um, and I know that being doing things too quickly um, with too much eagerness can sometimes be negative for me. Very self-aware. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Really bad for all of us. <laughs> um, so yeah, I gave it. Uh, it was a good sort of two, two and a half years um, of sobriety before I made my um, public Instagram and started really putting myself out there um, as a sober person, as a someone in the sober community. Because uh, I felt at that point that I could, that was, that was sort of a comfortable level for me to okay. help others because it's a community that, I took so much from when I first got sober and when I first got clean because um, I got sober during the UK lockdown. So um, there wasn't a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the UK lockdown. A, the lockdown. It, <laughs> not yeah. much to do. Lockdowns in general, you were sort of very limited to what you could do. Um, so I spent a lot of time online and I spent a lot of time reading um, and finding um, Instagram pages, Facebook support groups, um, online AA meetings if I felt I needed them. Um, and through that, I I took so much from the community um, and I found the community so helpful that there came a point where I thought, actually, I... It, because I feel strong enough to do this, I want to give back to the community that's helped me so Absolutely. much as well. Um, and I think through talking about our own experiences, um, we can start to really break the stigma of being an addict. Um, I have no qualms. I, I get asked a lot. I go out all the time. So I, I go out clubbing. I go to festivals. I go on holidays and um, I put myself in those situations I just don't drink in those situations anymore I think that's important um, so to, it comes up quite to a no especially people in early yeah. sobriety um I was in rehab this is this is so this is the crazy mind of an addict I was in rehab and I was planning yeah. on going to a wedding that weekend when I got out and I and everybody yeah. around me including you know, people who don't even drink were like, you can't go to a wedding. You just got sober. And I was like, no, I'm still going to do mm -hmm. these things. And there was, there was a truth in that. I was still going to do those things, but I had to build a solid foundation of recovery and sobriety before I did those things. So I didn't go to parties yeah. or weddings or anything for, I think a full year or two, but it's important for people who are listening to this that are either not sober yet or in their early sobriety, that there comes a point where not only can you go and spend time and do those things 
but you get to actually be present and enjoy them. And I think the first, I went yeah. to a million concerts when I was drinking and a lot of money was wasted and I don't remember a lot of things. And I went to the first concert I went to yeah. after I got sober was the Backstreet Boys. And it was a full circle moment because Amazing. it was like my little inner girl, my, my inner child that never was cool enough or whatever that made me drink was now at a concert and I was yeah. living my life and having and being so present there. And I just started crying because I was so thankful that I had gotten to that point. And I think it's important when you get sober, you don't see far down the line and it's hard to be like, yeah, I can't go to parties or whatever, but you can, you will be able to eventually go to, mm. like you said, festivals, parties, you can do whatever you want. You just will be able to mm. actually be present, remember it, not waste your money, not wake up in some fool's bed, all that stuff. So mm. I, oh, I love that, that you my, say that you go out all the time right? and I can tell with your personality, you're, you are a fun person to go out with, even even in your sobriety. So I can't imagine how crazy you were with your drinking. And I think a lot of us are like that. We are, we were crazy in sobriety. So we just drank because it made us seem like more normal ish. Cause when you're crazy and you're drunk, that's more acceptable. But a lot of us are just crazy in general and I'm crazy sober too and I'm fun yeah. and I'm just not mean or falling down. Yeah. Oh my God. I, um, I marketed myself as the party girl when same, I was drinking. Same. That's who I was. Um, they, it would be like I was the last one going at the end of the night. Um, the party, you know, it didn't start until I got there because, ev like, however crazy everybody went, I would go more so. Um, be, and I did it because I didn't like right. who I was. Um, and that became such a vital part of my personality, like being the party girl, being the girl that that drunk the most, who were always always was like saying, I, I was like, oh yeah, I'm a yes person, but I was saying yes to really, really bad things that really affected my life in a such a negative way in the end. Um, I I was I was in active addiction for twelve wow. years, like it's a it's a long time um and i was a child of addiction as well so my my dad was an addict um i grew up with him steadily getting worse uh until and it just became it was so socially acceptable to be drunk to have a drink with every opportunity um that it then became part of it became part of me it became part of who I thought I was um and I thought it gave me confidence and um essentially just made me a bit of an asshole <laughs> well the ego is a kind of an asshole and I think the the lack of ego yeah it's so it's so screwed up because the lack of ego that we have in addiction is really it's too much ego it's we have we can figure yeah. it out we got this yeah i get drunk every single night but i'm still paying my bills do you not see me and yeah and i had this i had this misconception in my mind that an alcoholic was the homeless guy sitting drinking white lightning at 9 a.m when i was making my way to work um and it's not it 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 isn't that it's it's your friends who go out every weekend and get mm -hmm. blackout drunk it's your friends who 
wake up in strangers beds every weekend it's the girl who can't go out without having three or four or five glasses of wine before she leaves the act before she even leaves her house like there's a we've got it in our heads that alcoholism looks a certain way and I don't think it does and I think by talking about it by being present by being public by talking I'm, I will talk to anyone I can about addiction about my own personal struggles because the only way that we make it okay for everyone to come forward is by making it okay for us to come forward are you tired of the same old boring drinks that do absolutely nothing for your mood or mindset look no further than three spirits the perfect blend of science and mixology to enhance your day and night at three spirits their team of plant scientists and bartenders how cool is that have come together to create the ultimate experience for your senses while blending adaptogens nootropics herbs and ferments using complex processes such as maceration fermentation distillation all the asians they'll do everything possible they can to get the most out of every ingredient when i had insomnia after having my son noah nightcap was my go-to Share your experience with us at info at drinksobernotboring.com and check out Three Spirits online at us.threespiritsdrinks.com slash sobernotboring. That's us.threespiritsdrinks.com slash sobernotboring. You don't have to settle for boring anymore. Upgrade your beverage game today with Three Spirits. I, one, of, one of the really important things that I did, um, so I was, I am very fortunate in the UK to- Which is the, the National Health Service. Um, Sorry. If America's listening yeah. again, please Sorry, like and subscribe. <laughs> um, and um, so I went to my, when I sat up and realized how bad the situation had got, I um, went to my GP, uh, my doctor, and um, I said, I think I have an issue. I think I'm, I think I'm drinking too much. Um, and I was referred to a dependency unit, um, and I was assigned a sponsor who I had weekly check-ins with, and then that went to sort of every other week and stuff. Is that um, free? Is it paid for by tax dollars? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Again, America, please look. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop saying that, but like, <laughs> seriously, that is amazing. The fact that you went to your doctor and they gave you somewhere else to go and then you had a sponsor, like that is blowing my mind. Like that is, that, that could itself, just that one yeah. process you just spoke about, which I'm sure is very minimal to what you, services you received yeah. could save so many lives. And I, I'm upset that we don't have it here, but I'm hopeful that other places do. And eventually we will be able to have a healthy mm. world um a world where if someone wants help they're able to find it because even to even to want help is hard enough yeah. to go and and not be able to receive it as a slap in the face so that's amazing i'm proud i'm proud of the uk for yeah doing that definitely for, for, i'm serious i know i'm making a joke but that's beautiful yeah. that's awesome no so am i i mean i i um yeah it was uh it was really really like as, as I'm sure you're aware, this, the initial rough, stage yeah. is really, really tough. And um, withdrawal is hideous. And 
the effect on your body is really hard. Um, not to mention the impact on your mental state is incredibly difficult. So I am really fortunate that I had such a strong, I had a, an amazing support network of my friends and family. Um, and I also was very fortunate to have medical um, support as well without the limitations that um that come with sort of like time time scale related things with your insurance etc etc um yeah i don't i i i do need uh, yeah, to no, check my privilege no i think i think it's super important to, to make to make note of these things because some people don't know don't know that there's other places that have better and we have this weird messed up view of america where like everything's just the best here and it's just not with a lot of things so by me and you saying this number one i have listeners in the uk because i have family in the uk so they better be listening in the uk um so if they have problems they <laughs> have heard this and now they they might not have known that right and then there are people that live in america that might be looking at yeah. moving abroad there are a lot of people in america that are like where can i go to get a better life for my family mm -hmm. and if they hear this and they might look yeah. into the uk because of that I mean, I, we can't make change directly here in America right now, but I know by spreading the fact that it's there, it'll help some people. So I don't want you to, I'm, I'm happy you had that opportunity. Mm. It is privilege, but it's also a privilege to know about what's out there to make your life better. If you don't know, yeah. how are you going to make any yeah, changes? They, um, they also um, referred me for some addiction-based therapy so therapy that was specific for um, people who are addicts because our brains are wired a little bit differently. Um, some of the dopamine receptors in your brain get really messed up by alcohol, which is the yeah. most basic way I can put that. Like there, there's, a, there's an analogy where it's like um, a motorway versus country roads to get dopamine and alcohol becomes the motorway. Um, so it's the quickest, fastest route to get dopamine. Um, so when you take that away, it's quite right. difficult I mean, for your brain sense. to get dopamine. Um, that can be re that can be really, really tough. Um, and uh, again, uh, probably as someone who's gone through it, I'm probably telling you how to suck eggs. But um, obviously, after your initial withdrawal stage, and when you hit the um, yes, the pink cloud, oh. it, the pink cloud, we both just went oh, at the same oh, time. It's, it's the best thing. Ever. I know. Oh. Like you wake up and you're like, oh my God, gorgeous. my skin is incredible. I'm sleeping so well. Yeah, I literally, like in the mirror, like I am stunning. Like why is no one else sober? This is incredible. And then you wake up one day and whatever you've repressed for, I mean, yeah, in my case, it was 12 years of repressed emotion. Um, you wake up one day and the pink cloud is gone. And it's a black and cloud. Like, oh it's a black my cloud. actual God, I've got, yeah. I've got so much to deal with um that's one of the one when the pink cloud went that was probably for me the hardest point of um of recovery uh and yeah it's it's trying to it's you've got to be you've got to be gentle with yourself um and gentle with your own emotions because it isn't it is, it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it and everyone would do it the first time. Um, it's, mm 
the emotion the reason side of why it we drink is is so so tough yeah yeah and i think again there's a misconception that being sober means that you don't drink and being sober means that it's just as easy as well don't drink alcohol but actually once you take alcohol out of the equation or or drugs or whatever your poison was or is um once you take that out of the equation there's so much mental work to be done that i can completely understand why people really struggle people why why people fall off the wagon um why people go back to have a little bit of escapism because as people well, as people who are sober, there isn't a great deal we can do to run away from stuff. Um, if you if you need to deal with something and you need to process something, you have to sit there and go through the process. That's there, way. there is no um, no no. There's no escapism. There's no putting it off until tomorrow, and I'll deal with that tomorrow. It's you. You have to be present. You have to be present in this body and in this mind, um, and work out what that means for you. So yeah, I, I, I did a lot of, of, of therapy based work, um, for my mental health. I love I'm gonna start using spicy, that. Brain. spicy brain. Um, That's a nice way to put the fact that like I'm feisty <laughs> as hell. I'm going to say spicy brain, spicy mouth, I should say. <laughs> Whenever um, I have like sore muscles and stuff from from working out or hiking, I always say, "Oh God, my muscle! This muscle was particularly spicy today." <laughs> oh Lord, I'm gonna take a lot of these little these little um, sayings that you say, and people are gonna be like, "What did you do today? Who did you talk to? You did you take a trip?" <laughs> um. Yeah. And one of the other things I find um, is that it's really, really important to set kind of manageable goals and Mm -hmm. reward yourself regularly. Um, If we're talking kind of tips, tips and tricks, um, like utilize the community 100%, reach out to everyone you possibly can, Um, follow every single Instagram page, Facebook support group, whatever you can get your grubby little hands on, do it. Because if you immerse yourself in the community, you'll find it so much easier. Um, and I, I What's your favorite sobriety book? Um, I downloaded uh, either Glorious Rock Bottom by Bryony Gordon. Because um, uh, her, her story, how she opens her book is really similar to how what happened to me and how what I refer to as the incident the that essentially mm-hmm. was the um the catalyst for me getting sober um that is my favorite but I've given that to so many people is like it it changed same, my life really same. um the 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 stuff that she suggests in there um I did every single thing uh I used that as like a like a blueprint for how to get sober and how to stay sober. Like I was reading my own diary Um, sometimes. I made which was so healing for me because as somebody who thought I was the only one that suffered from this grave condition, I all of a sudden was like, there's camaraderie in these pages. Yeah. Mm. And um things like 
having the sobriety playlist um, and when you feel particularly so uh, having a playlist on your phone like through Spotify or what's the sobriety whatever. playlist uh, there are loads on so I personally use Spotify we're not sponsored by Spotify <laughs> that you create or someone else has created <laughs> I use, I use, no, I use Spotify too. This is a Spotify podcast. Um, yeah, there's, Spotify there's quite a lot on there. Um, I, there I have is, created I a sober pod uh, playlist for myself, but I wasn't join. aware uh, that there were a bunch of other ones that I could also Loads of different songs as well to add to your own playlist. Um, so whenever I felt particularly troubled or um whenever i found it particularly difficult to stay sober i would take myself on a walk plug in my headphones and listen to my sobriety playlist and yeah it it helped it helped if you can just even if you're counting down from minute to minute just put one foot in front of the other take it literally a, a minute an hour a day at a time Hi everyone, I'm Sean, and I'm here to talk to you about Moment Beverages. Moment is a line of non-alcoholic beverages that are made with real ingredients and natural flavors. They're perfect for anyone who wants to enjoy a delicious and refreshing drink without the alcohol. If you're looking for a delicious and refreshing way to celebrate without alcohol, Moment is the perfect choice for you. And right now you can get 15% off your purchase with the Coda Drink Sober Not Boring. So what are you waiting for? Order your moment today and start enjoying the taste of non-alcoholic beverages. Visit drinkmoment.com to learn more and order yours today. I just, I immersed myself in, in everything I possibly could. There were podcasts, there were books, there was music. Um, and anyone who would listen to me, <laughs> even people who didn't want to listen. I feel that. So here I am with a microphone in my closet. Okay, so I agree. Anyone who will listen to um, me, yeah, any anyone who gave the slightest bit of interest, I would talk to about sobriety, about what it meant for me, um, and celebrating every single little win that I could. One of, one of my apps tracks how much money I've saved, and. Um, I wish I could say that I'd I'd saved actually a penny of it, but I spent all of it on treats, cake, and Botox. I was gonna say my my app my app told me how much money I'd saved, but I lied to my app when I got sober about what I was spending. So <laughs> sneaky little brain. So now I look at it and I'm like, I timed that by like nice. probably three, because I was probably like that much of a cheeky little liar back then. Um, so it didn't really help, but I, it was a gross amount and it does help to, to some people need the day number, some people, whatever I, I just like every day writing down something that I learned or something that I enjoyed mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have enjoyed or noticed had I been drinking. So like I have a child. So like when my son sat up and said his first word, like if I was drinking, I probably yeah. wouldn't even been there. I probably would have been in the kitchen looking for a drink. Just like those little glimpses of hope in the yeah. day that you didn't see for however long you were in active addiction, that can be its own little um, prize in itself. The the sun shining and yeah. you not having a headache can be its own out little of bed, not, not being in bed for three fucking days. 
Like by by the end, if right. I had a hangover, yeah. that was me out for three days, unless I drank again the next day, which I would invariably do. But um, yeah, my my hangovers were killer by the end, absolutely killer, and the anxiety and everything Anxieties. else, everything else that goes with it. We it, over over here, over over the pond, we call it beer fear. <laughs> Oh, okay. You can have that one too. Yeah, that I think we have that too. We just didn't we didn't call it a clever name for it. We just call it shit anxiety. Um, or hang anxiety is yeah. worst. Yeah, that, that came out. I, I used to feel anxiety before there was an, a word for it. So I thought I was just mm. criminally insane. Mm. And then I got sober and I was like, Oh, anxiety? You bitches have no idea what anxiety is. Okay? Yeah. I created anxiety. Yeah. Copyright. Yeah. Um one thing I, I, I ask every guest at the end of the um, interview is if you could go back and tell yourself something in active addiction from that you wish you knew then that would have helped you. And this was gonna, this is going to be advice for somebody else who's in a similar position, but what would you tell some, someone yourself who was at the point where you knew you had a problem, but you hadn't had the courage to stop yet? Uh, oh God, it feels a bit emotional. Um, I know. Um, we, we like to keep it. We like to end it on a very <laughs> spiritual. I, I'm a very emotional person, anyway. Um, so, um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's just part. That's just another lovely, the lovely side effect that came with sobriety. That I don't. I don't actually hate to be honest, because I would rather. I'd rather feel it. Um, yeah, it's gonna come out one way or another. Yeah. Um, Oh, what would I tell? What would I tell drunk Leah? Um, oh God, I, I I do often wonder who I would be today if I'd have got help sooner. Um, I think I I do too. A lot of people do. Yeah. And um, I have often apologised to myself for not doing it sooner. Um, I recognize the the damage that I did to myself, um, physically and mentally. And oh God, I'm actually going to cry. Wow. <laughs> um, I guess I I think I think I would just say I would just say sorry. I I would mm. just say sorry to her because um, if I'd have had any idea how good life could be um and how good i could feel i would have done it so many years ago um yeah there's never ever been a day that i have regretted getting clean and getting sober and from day one of telling of making that decision and of telling myself that i was no longer going to drink that i was no longer going to take drugs um I have been so much happier and yeah, I, I've I've never I've never ever looked back. I've never looked back at it and thought I miss that at all, not for a single second. So um yeah, if if there's any advice that I can that I can bestow is that there there is no regret in sobriety I don't know a single person that says 
I really wish I hadn't stopped drinking. There's no one I know that's life hasn't been made better by being sober, by being present, by not poisoning your body with literal poison. I mean, gasoline. Well, (laughs) ethanol, ethanol is a poison. And no, that's, and it's, it's what we use in our cars mm. in America. So it's like, I mean, I, drive, that's scary. I, I actually drive electric. So I knew, I knew you were going to say that. That's why I was like, let me, let me elaborate on why I'm saying ethanol. Since you're like, oh, we don't use that. We just, we use the Padua. We put Padua in our cars. Um, Some people don't but use the power. We want, we want to, but people are, they're not letting us, they're not, they're, they're putting taxes on everything. Anytime you want to do something good for the environment, they're like, you got to pay for it. And I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah. But anyways, that's a different podcast. That's a different one. Um, we'll do that next um, week. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say thank you for your, your brutal um, honesty. I think, I think it's really, really hard to, to talk about the things that we've kept hiding for a long time mm-hmm. and, and just, just to help other people for the simple, you know, we expose ourselves just to help other people. And I think, I've been doing it for a while and I just wanted to start doing it publicly because there are so many people that are too, too scared or not, they don't feel um, enough courage to go to an AA meeting or to reach out to somebody. But if they can start listening to some stories from people who have gotten mm. to the other side, maybe I, that can build up some courage to, you know, start the journey themselves. That's all I really want to do is if anybody wants to be free from the crutches of alcohol, yeah. I want them to see that it's not only possible, but it's a beautiful life on the other side. And I always say, um, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Amen. Um, I'm here. I, I, you know, I, I, I sit here on this video chat with you uh with over three years under my belt um i my life today looks nothing like my life used to look and it's fucking marvelous um that's beautiful yeah that's amazing i i on every year mark i climb a mountain which i you're such a badass girl (laughs) so badass i'm gonna start doing things i'm in somewhere for five almost six years and i have not I have never climbed a mountain on my one year, um, so maybe this year I will. You should, you should. It's, I should. It's I get, I get really, I get well shock. I get really emotional at the top. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of a, it's a metaphor, isn't it? Like yeah. this is the mountain that I've been yeah. climbing all year, um, right? And it's, it's that thing of putting one foot in front of the other. So um, this year, literally a couple of weeks ago, um, I climbed Ben Nevis, which is the highest point of the UK. Um, wow, and um it was so hard but i knew from the minute i set off that i was going to do it because if i can beat alcohol and i can beat addiction if i can drag myself out of bed every day and make the decision to choose me to choose sobriety and to choose to live then i can do anything i can literally do anything everything is mind over matter um and yeah i just I feel so passionate about sobriety. I genuinely you're do. so you're you are such a beacon of light. I it's just <laughs> like like to add. I mean to add those things into your like the the celebrating every every month and everything. Like those are things that are just like ridiculously easy tools for anybody to use. And I I love giving people tools that are you know free. I mean yeah, yeah you have to buy your your 
cookie or your cake or whatever, but these are tools that you can do that can save your life yeah. that cost you a donut a month. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that is, and like that's the reality of it, that I, yeah. and I, I have no qualms um, being honest about the fact that if I hadn't stopped and if I were to go back to that life, I would, I would die. Like there is, there is no two ways about it. And it's, it's scary, but it also is, it's enough to keep me going as well as all the other like little tools and tricks and tips and being, being, it all comes together beautifully. And yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, I'm so here for it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to episode six of the Drink Sober Not Boring podcast. Before we go, I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of our growing Drink Sober Not Boring community. And a sincere thank you to Leah for not only sharing her raw recovery journey with us, but also sharing a different level of healthcare within addiction that we don't often see in America. It was so interesting to hear the path she took from the first time she spoke to her GP about the problems she was having compared to similar stories or even my own. Thank you for showing us that recovery is possible and there are so many resources that can help. If you want to follow her, just go to the show notes and you can find her at handle there for her public Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at drink sober, not boring or drink sober, not boring pod. Also, you can subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, leave a review. If not, don't waste your time. Remember, we wait. <laughs> Remember, we rise by lifting others. If you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, please just share it with them. You just might be helping them find the strength they need to overcome their challenges. It's never too late and you will never be too old. Be kind to someone who needs it today and I will talk to you next week.